Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to episode 83 of Wings, Beers, and Tears, your favorite DMV sports podcast. It is getting on to that time of the year when the leaves start to change and football is right around the corner. Sweet. And I think that's going to be the focus of the evening. And we'll pepper in our favorite Caps talk and, you know, we'll throw in a little... A little college, maybe some baseball if we have some time, but I think the the, the main focus is going to be football and, uh, you know, just kind of getting back into the swing of things here, man. Things are weird, but more normal than they were a year ago. That's for fucking sure. Well, even though you know I can't stand it, um, preseason football at least is there for people who do like it. Absolutely, um, and, and you know, and we'll get into all the shit you know about uh, roster sizes and who's getting cut when and what numbers they have to get down to and who will be on the practice squads of our re- our respective local teams and all that kind of shit. But uh, in the meantime, so what's happening, Jeremy? How are you, man? It's been a while. It has been a while. It's been a few weeks, I think. Yep. Listeners are probably getting restless. Um, yep. Yeah. Things are I, I, good. I can assure you that. Um, I will say now, though, we are. Um, less than two weeks out from the college home opener here at uh, here at Maryland, um, and I'm pretty fucking excited about that. Uh, me too, and you know, I, I mean, barring anything crazy happening between now and then, probably need to have a preview next week unless we sort of do a you know impromptu one tonight. No, I think so. I think we need a, another week on that because uh, they do have a two deep out, but. Uh, you know, roster, right. but it's not even close to what it's going to be yet. It's probably more like what it was on day one, or something right? Like that. So, <clears throat> but for, from what I've heard, it's very spirited. It's fun. It's 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 you know, um, everybody's playing by the rules. I did hear some nice numbers today that came out. I don't know if you heard Loxley talking. I did not. Um, the the staff that includes trainers, coaches, personnel that is day to day team operations, one hundred percent vaccinated, and the team is now at ninety three percent. That's fantastic. Um, and we'll talk about it when uh, when Jerry gets here. But uh, um, you know the the rule being if your team cannot play because of you know, COVID, COVID side, issues, yeah. then you have to forfeit. Yep. It, it, no more of this shuffle it around. Do we have an open date? And where we stand in in the world today, I think that's probably appropriate. I, I think it is. I mean, you know, I'm not going to go into the political side of it, but you you, you know my stance, and I think that's a hundred percent appropriate. No, well, I mean, pun intended. No, a hundred percent. You know, in terms of <clears throat> things trying to move forward in a more you know normal fashion, and I use that word with quotes. We all have to now. But when you hear those numbers at Maryland, I'm sure that other major schools and small schools are very similar numbers. Yeah, and I think it may even be, and maybe it's not the Big Ten. I think some in some conferences, the staffs have to be 100%. Correct. I don't think there's a choice. I actually think that that's institution-based. Okay. I think schools have their own mandates, but the conferences can levy what they deem to be the punishment if a team violates it. Okay. So, you know, schools probably look at that and they look at how much money they're bringing in and they're like, we cannot afford to lose a home game. Right. Number one, can't afford to lose the TV, afford to lose the TV revenue, whether it's home or away. And we just need to keep this machine rolling. Yep. So, you know, roll up your sleeves, get vaccinated. Let's get this thing as close to buttoned up as you can. And then just kind of like say la vie at that point, you know. So I'm looking forward to that. And like I said, we'll we'll see, you know, as we get closer, uh, all accounts are outdoor events are going to be full capacity. Um, I, I'm sure every area is is a tad different. But my guess is the majority of your Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-10, certainly SEC and ACC schools, I, I think you're going to see packed houses across the board. I really do. Well, I think that'd be good. A lot of people want that, need that, and, you know, you know, I'm getting lazy. I don't mind watching games on TV, but 
Um, it'll be nice to get back out there. Definitely nice to see the fans that want to be out there, out there. And the, Absolutely. And for the players. Sure. Know, so Sure. No, just to have the din of a crowd, I think, is going to be nice for them, um, especially at the college level. Certainly, professionally, you see the difference it made. And, and you see it in hockey as, as we wrapped up the season. It was so weird, right? The yep. stark contrast of, you know, 3,500 fans in Montreal <laughs> and then 19-plus down at Amelie Arena yeah. in, in yeah, Tampa, Tampa yeah. you know, is completely different. Yep. But you're seeing the transition of fans coming back. Yes. Um, and, you know, I don't know if you've been watching any Premier League, but I mean, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. You know, the first two weekends have been highly entertaining. And, I mean, they're 100% there. Yep. And the difference in a sport like that, that's the only thing that reminds me close to college football. Right. You know, you take the fans away, and it's still a fun product to watch as a casual observer on TV. But the actual game day experience with the crowd is fucking second to none. Well, just, you know, of course, I'm only watching my Spurs. That's, I mean, I've mm-hmm. watched some other little bit of other games and stuff. You know, I think they scored. They were on the road this week, I believe, and they scored. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they're, oh, the first time in the game, the Spurs crowd, you know, the visiting crowd is louder than the home crowd kind mm-hmm. of thing. Well, we missed all that for yep. a while, you know? Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely good to see because, you know, I think that there are so many people and – you know, that just need that outlet. For sure. And it's just that some that hadn't been there for a year and a half, not to get too, like, you know, sappy about it, but no, it's, it's true, the kind though. of stuff you need. And, you know, I, again, I've done my time at sporting events and I don't feel the need to be out there, but I understand the need for others, no question. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I know Mitch is chomping at the oh, yeah. bit. I, I was just you know. checking with him. Oh, I'm going every game. No mm-hmm. question. Cool. Yeah. No, no. I mean, <laughs> so, you know, barring anything uh, uh, unforeseen personally um, with uh, anything that I might be tied up with, I mean, I'm going to the first game, you know. There's no doubt about it. Well, so, I, you know, I have to say, if you roll, I'll roll. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we do have to work out the digital ticketing no, thing. No, we're good, remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. I told you I'm good. I think, I can, I think once I download it, I, c- I can just email it to you okay. or text you, and I think, you know, you create yeah. your link and put it in your fucking wallet, and away we go. Yeah, let's get so. Jerry on board, and we're good. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's right. So what's up, Jerry? How you doing, my brother? Are you guys talking about Terps tickets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just shooting the shit about um, the the stark difference of just having fans in the stands now more consistently across the board. Don't worry. There won't be a lot there. <laughs> well, probably not. Um, There'll be plenty of Big Ten fans and West Virginia fans. I was going to say the WVU games. section will bleed right on over into our seats, I'm sure. Yeah. That'll be fun. Big Ten crowds do well. We're getting ready to lose. To Mike fucking Loxley. Maybe the worst <laughs> coach in college football so are, history. Are, are you just slowly preparing yourself for this? It's, it's a done deal. It's not slowly. <laughs> it's a done deal. It's a done deal. Uh, best fan in the world, man. Five and seven. Here we come. <laughs> nah, so um, we just kind of started talking about, you know, a little bit of college and just shooting the shit about fans and, you know, all that kind of bullshit. But, you know, I think we should turn our attention to, to the NFL right now because – you know, only three preseason games does change the dynamic with, you know, when the roster cuts happen, you know, the leeway. Um, I guess the big guy today that got cut was Steven Sims Jr. Yep. You know, why not? Well, why not? I mean, he's a fine player. And and like Rivera said, cut him now so he can go catch on somewhere else because he will. The organization's been kind of, I mean, consistent with that idea. They got rid of Harmon. These are guys that, I mean, easily could have made it down to the last cut. But they're, if they know they're not going to keep them, right. why, why not give them a chance? It's the organization that's obviously something they feel like they need to do, and they're sure. not unique in that. But I think it's a good thing. Makes guys understand where they you know stand. Well, they've been so void of like 
difference making talent now for so long just that when you see a talent. kid like Patterson out there who he could be a difference maker. I don't know. Uh, maybe. I mean, maybe. Where's um, Gibson been? They're just not playing the starters a lot. Yeah. Yet. They've mean, shown he, dick with regard to I mean, their he starters. had like, what, nine touches in less than a quarter last game. Right. So that's going to, you know, that transfers out to at least 25, 30. I mean, really pushing 40, but we're not expecting that. I just think they've played the, you know, like you look at everybody's, Fitzpatrick's numbers are terrible. It's, yeah, it's because he has like 40 snaps so far. He doesn't even have a game full of snaps, and he, you know, doesn't even have barely a half full of snaps. Yeah, you know, so I don't, I don't know. know. It's one of those where you call call preseason what you want. As a, as a as a fan of the game, I don't actually like watching preseason games because they're just either. just garbage. After two series, I'm pretty much yeah, designed. pretty much. Um, and vanilla ice cream is the that that's the word of the day for all of these offensive coordinators. If you've got a veteran quarterback, you are absolutely showing nothing. And defense, you know, and defensively. <laughs> um, so it's all about those twos and threes, yep. you know. Um, and, and, yeah, there's a lot of good, talented guys in there, and a good portion of them are going to make the roster, and that's fun for them, and it's fun to be really dialed into your team. But in terms of investing yourself in the actual football game, it's really nothing at all. Well, unless you're a Ravens fan and they've won what I was 19 in a row, it's just kind of a quir- quirky <laughs> stat for preseason. That you know? is true. Well, I was hoping to be optimistic, right? I was hoping to, be, to see Fitzpatrick come out um, and do more. Frankly, mm-hmm. I mean, I was, I'm not, I'm not like concerned, but I'm also not impressed. Impressed, right? You know what I mean. And I was hoping to be impressed. So, in that sense, I'm disappointed. But you know, I get it. You know, Samuel hadn't been out there. He's probably not going to be out there next week either. No, um, no, I don't think so. So, and the off, but the offense hasn't scored a touchdown. True, they have not. You know? So. Um, I mean, the first team. First, right. first team, yeah. 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 It would be nice to get a touchdown in this last preseason game from that first team, just from the standpoint of putting together 8, 10, 12-yard play drive, get down the field, punch it in the end zone, tip your cap, and then and then get off the well, field. Especially because you do expect them to – I mean, I think this is going to be like the third preseason game. Well, it is. But, I mean, most years passed as opposed to the last preseason game. Yes. So, I mean, that, that's the whole point of this extra week off. It's a bye before the season. I'll be surprised if they don't get a quarter, quarter and a half out of the you know the first team, and you do want to see a touchdown. You do. I think it's that you simple. Do. My my question is, do they play a half? I kind of doubt they play that much. I think it'll depend on how many snaps. Are, but there, I, are I, there two? Did you guys? Are there two weeks from the last yes. one? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's going to be brutal. Yeah, because oh, for us, yeah, it yeah. stinks. Yeah, because the last <laughs> preseason game is this weekend, and. That that date is um, August twenty seventh, twenty eighth, twenty ninth, and then the very first game of the season isn't until September 9th. Right, so, so the, it's after oh, Labor Day. So, so the twelfth is really yeah. the Sunday. The Sunday exactly. Opener. So the twelfth is that week. So it's two weeks if you play on Sunday, which most teams do. You're you're two weeks out. Yeah. Um, I don't particularly like that gap, but I get it. I if you're gonna, I mean, when you drop the preseason game, to me, that's the right way to do it. Because the whole point is nobody plays in the fourth one. Right. So why not just skip it? So I think what they're basically doing is once this week training week's worth of training camp wraps up, then I think it's the last preseason game, and then doors are closed to the media, and teams now get two weeks to prepare well, yeah, for week full one. Full-on practices. You know? and- 
Um, I, I actually like that. I, I kind of do, too. Yeah. Um, but I'm with you, Jerry. It, I, w- I would like some games in there. But then again, Labor Day weekend is a traditional kickoff We have, co- we for have college. college football. So, so it's it, 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 right. well, And this coming Saturday, there's a handful of, I think, decent games. I think so, too. Like five or six games. Yeah, I think college so, football officially starts this weekend. Yeah. No shit. It's yeah. week, like week zero or whatever. Oh, it gets me a little sized. <laughs> uh, now, now, now I'm starting to get feeling my loins a yeah. little. I've been so wrapped up with, with our season. We play uh, in New Jersey. Wow. Saturday. Nice. On Flow Sports. Very nice. <clears throat> Where in New Jersey? Montvale. Uh-huh. New Jersey. That's so up there. St. George's. Yeah. Um, oh, that'll be fun. Nice. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're preseason 40. They're preseason 80. And then next week, uh, some team from Baton Rouge comes in, and they're preseason 35 or wow. something like that. I don't know. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, it's shit. It's it's kicking. You know, it's 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 starting and it's feeling again, everything's still fucked up, but it feels so much better than it did last year. You know, last and year at this time, this is when the Big Ten did their full like, just kidding, we're not playing. Oh, yeah, we are. I yeah, mean, it was I'm just good. all a fucking mess. I just I'm, I'm I guess I'm sort of waiting for the shoe to drop because it only seems to happen on football. I just right. I, they played I, I, 9000 lacrosse games. I know nobody died. <laughs> but the one, the one time you get football, it's like, ah, oh, it's COVID positive, yeah, shutting the whole thing down. It's going to be interesting to see. And before you got here, I just mentioned to Jeremy that the numbers that came out of Maryland today were coaches, staff, and, and game day personnel with the football program, 100% vaccinated. Yeah. And the players are at 93%. Yeah, I think. And with the Big Ten saying, hey, if you have to forfeit, you're done. Or, or if you have That's, to miss a game, you're done. You, yeah. you forfeit that game. So it's in the school's best interest to get these guys right. you know, up well, to the, speed. Well, the way high schools are doing it, at least private schools, um, if you're vaccinated and you test COVID positive, you don't have to sit out. Mm-hmm. Anybody with one player test positive, which is inevitable, mm-hmm. right? Any unvaccinated player has to sit out. Yep. <laughs> so it's basically. It's basically a an incentive mm-hmm. to if you want to play, mm-hmm. you must get vaccinated mm-hmm. because every week there's going to be someone that tests positive and not even know they're positive. So hockey's doing something similar in in regard to like categorizing. And if you're vaccinated, you're allowed to use the locker rooms. You don't have to mask up on the ice at practices and that kind of stuff. And if you're not, you got to get dressed in the parking lot. You got to come in with a mask on. You got your temperature checked. And I think once they start playing games, if you're not vaccinated, you have to get tested twice a week. I may be wrong about this, but I think a good counsel, since it's FDA approved, if you're not vaccinated, you can't go to school there. I'm not surprised. Like I'm You, not, just, you just can't go. Right. And so, which... Doesn't it's sort of counterintuitive, right? Um, you at least want to keep their tuition checks, but um, <laughs> well, maybe you have to still pay and use for your virtual. Maybe they get a prorated rate by doing I it don't online. Know. <laughs> but uh, but but basically, you know, I get it. It's everybody's choice, right? But th- this is what we have to learn in life. That's what I tell people. Just because you have the right to do something doesn't mean you can't be criticized for doing it, mm-hmm. right? And so. I get it, man. You have a choice, and I get it. I'm not a, I'm, you know, I got my daughters vaccinated, and I was a little bit hesitant. You know, my daughter's 13 years old. Right. Um, but I trust the medical professionals. Every doctor I know, I've asked all of them, and they were like, absolutely, uniform. There wasn't one doctor who I trust who said, I didn't get it for my kids, right? Right. So are there things we don't know, maybe? Of course. Is there risk? Of course. But there's, there's risk driving down the street. Sure. Right, there's risk in everything we do. So, and it's evident that those that are fully vaccinated are, for better or worse, living relatively normally and 
And yeah, know. and unfortunately, how it's going to be is I think if you're a parent and you're against vaccinations, but you see your son or daughter not be able to play sports, and then you get upset when they're not playing sports, that's going to make them get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. That's what that's the that's a deterrent. Because you can't have it both ways. If you don't want to, then you can't complain about them not playing. Well, sure. And at the adult level, look at the look at the Washington football team. You know, when they started camp and Rivera did his like stern like we need to get our numbers up, and you look at them now, it's completely different. Yeah, now they're like you almost one hundred percent. Right, nine and out of every, those ten guys walked in. They're like, ah, fuck it, prick me, let's go. And, and <laughs> wait, wait until I mean, it's going to take it, but wait until it's like, oh shit, they're serious. You know, wait until Rutgers can't play a game because. They don't have enough, or I'm just using them as an example, right? And then they have to forfeit a game. Then everybody else is going to be like, holy shit, I'm not going to do that to my guys. I don't want to do it, but right. I'm not, you know, at right. least go get the Johnson & Johnson, right? Something. Just get it Anything. done. Yeah, right? get it done. And, um, and Well, like I told Jay, I mean, it, the, the impetus for the schools to almost, you know, like you just said, if you're a private organization or, or school system, you can say, hey, if you want to be on campus, you need to be vaccinated. Look at these look at these football players, man. Big moneymaker for the school. They can't afford not to have a home game, and they can't afford not to have the TV revenue. And I'll, so, t- I'll tell you, I, th- I think pretty much – I went around to the kids on JV today, and pretty much all of them said, yes, I've had at least one shot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true, but that's what they said, right? And I, and I keep telling them, I'm not forcing you. I'm just asking because I need to get a depth chart right. for the kids if, if – you know, because good counsel starts testing this week. Mm-hmm. Inevitably, one of them is going to be put COVID positive. Mm-hmm. People have said, I need to know who can play, who can't play. That's right. I'm not trying to get in your business, but, you know. But at the same time, it, it, you know, <laughs> getting on the field is all of our business, and being safe is I mean, a responsible are, thing to are, do. <laughs> there are two varsity starters, I think maybe the only two, that have not, that just refuse. Mm-hmm. And they've, they're counting on them getting not playing, mm-hmm. you know, but. Yeah, something will probably occur. But until until it happens and they're looking at their teammates and their teammates are like, I didn't want to get vaccinated either, but I got vaccinated. Why can't you do this for me? Mm-hmm. Sure. Until they feel it. Right. They're not going to do it. Right. Well, and I assume it's that way for every athlete. I, um, I, I, I think so. And it's like probably you said, different when, it, when there's monetary stuff involved. Because even in college, if you're not playing, you're not getting no money. You're not playing. You're, there's no exposure, you know. Well, especially now with the NIL stuff. I mean, you know. Yeah, buddy. That's so right. I'm saying. You know, nobody at uh, Popeye's Chicken nope. is going to rep you if, you if you're not playing. That's right. Now, you got to play. You got to put your, yourself out there. You got to get the game film, you, you know, all that shit. You just made me hungry. <laughs> I mean, I hate, I hated when Michael Irvin said people who don't get, people who don't get vaccinated, players that don't get vaccinated are selfish. And that means they don't want to win. I, that rubbed me the wrong way. But at the end of the day, he might be freaking right. He might be. He I, might I, be right. You're putting your own self-interest against. The irony of, of Irvin is a lot of his ideas are very well-founded. He was probably he all coked talk. up when he did it. He gets paid to talk, <laughs> and he is not a wordsmith by any stretch no. of the imagination. But it does, it, you know, you can sort of feel it, man. Like, there's, it, you, when you have the conversations and their teammate, you know, the card coach is like, all right, who's vaccinated, who's not? And there's only one or two hands that go up, and everybody's looking at him like, what the fuck, man? Right. You know, yeah, can we get this shit done? And it's not like it, it's never like the worst dude on the team. <laughs> it's like the best freaking corner, yeah. right? Well, and or the, the best thing. linebacker. And that's the thing that seemed to happen, right? I mean, even if the guys were on the fence or maybe they just didn't want to do it, well, you get to, you know, uh, fall practice or you get to training camp for the, the pros. Most of these guys are now saying, well, if it's right here, 
here's my arm, go ahead. Right. You know? Well, they're ba- exactly. And the accessibility now yeah. is so um, is mm. so out there. And for those guys, it's even more so. Oh, easily. Easily. Yeah, they, they, they don't have to go and seek anything. It's, exactly. it's there at their disposal. Um, so with all that being said, so um, Washington football team roster, no real surprises, right? I mean. No, I, I didn't think Harmon was going to make it, and I didn't think Steven Sims should make it. So Right. Um, but I think what they got three or four, four or five more left. I think they got five. I think they got to go five tomorrow, right? Yeah, because the um, Sims has made room for Sharp to get off whatever right. list he was on. That's Why are we keeping him? He's a tag. He's a tackle, and he's can play somewhat. So, but don't we have? Uh, when's the guy getting off the COVID list? What's his name? You got Cosme at one tackle and Leno right. at the other. What's the what's the other dude that was supposed to play right tackle? Yeah, that's right. Uh, his name well, slips my mind, but shit. yeah, he comes off the list. Yeah, well, Lucas. Lucas. There you yes. go. Uh, end of the week, I think, because they're saying hopefully he's off the list in time to to suit up this weekend. And then my guess, Sharp is gone. Could be. But they did trade for him and he's a tackle. So I just again I it's don't a know. Valuable position. Um, you know. Sure shit more valuable than guard. I don't um, know how to say this in a football term, but he is a bowl of shit. <laughs> <laughs> um speaking of bowl of shit, what do you think of Troy Apke at uh, corner? Apparently he's a smaller I didn't even know he was still on a team. Yeah. Apparently he's a smaller bowl of shit than he is at safety. Yeah. I, I, just, well, I, I hear you the, only play one side of the field, right? Fucking heard like Grant and Danny talking about it. And like one of them was like, man, they're going to make, you know, make these numbers work and they're going to find a way to get this guy on the roster. And I was like, fuck, why? They might be right. Like, why? I, I don't understand. I, mean, I, I, I doubt that. I don't think he makes it. But I think it's one of those things where maybe somebody else gets nicked up next week. They've sort of made it. So at least if he's the last D back. And not D bag, even though that might be true too. If he's well, the yeah, last D back, sure. if he's the last D back, well, he can he can sort of play everywhere. So you well, know, whatever. Here, here's the thing: he's fast. The, I know, and everybody kept saying special teams, but special teams have been so devalued now. They really have. Because happen. you move it up at the ninety percent of them kickoff are out of the end zone, right? right? Yep. Touchbacks. When's the last time we've ever seen a freaking punt return? Now, like I haven't seen a punt return touchdown since like Brian Mitchell played. <laughs> um, Bring him so, back. So it's like we you don't need to keep people just for special teams. Maybe one or two, like demons, right? But, sure. You know. Um, no, you're right. That's lost its luster. You know that that it really has special yeah. teams. You know, fourth string linebacker. I mean, you know? Devin Hester was a freaking beast, right? But yeah. but but the but by its nature, because it's so dangerous, that's the most dangerous part of football is kickoff and punt mm-hmm. right they have devalued it because you know and by doing that you've cost guys specialized guys like roster spots absolutely but, so what's the point of keeping troy Ackby? Ackby? is that a cap app key what's the point of keeping that guy anymore right. he can't play safety he's not that good a corner i just you know he he was he was the the shiny new object you know in his rookie year because he was fast and he was explosive and the reality is He's not that big. He's not that strong. And while he's fast, everybody in the NFL is fast. Everybody's fast. He's yeah. fast. He's That's long. like saying yeah. he's big. Yeah. yeah. But he's fast. Okay. He's long. He's an athlete. But when you've got this much talent, which I do think this team has now, you know, he ends up as that 10th guy and does that, or maybe 11th and, you know, in the defensive backfield. Is it, is that good enough to make the team? I don't, I don't think it is. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. I think the I think the biggest thing for Washington right now is to get Curtis Samuel healthy to play Week One God, because Hallelujah, he is such a difference maker. I don't know if EB would agree with you. I don't know if you heard that rant today, but uh, he is such a difference maker. You know, yeah, I, I mean, completely it, agree. You know, I I hear all these people talking about 
Here are their weapons. You know, Samuel's important, but they have McLaurin. They have Gibson. They have Logan Thomas. They, okay, that, that's, that's all well and good. We had all those guys last year, too. And well, yes, I know that Fitzpatrick's a different guy throwing yeah, to them. Here's but the, at some point, just fucking score. Right. God damn it, dude. Well, I hate I, talking about all this yeah. shit. We got all I, these I, new dudes. I'm no, with you, man. Samuel's and everybody looks the fucking same. Yeah. Now, Samuel's ready to score. Don't worry. As soon as he plays in week seven. Um, but, uh, <laughs> and then he's hurt in week nine. But no, but no it, it, you know, just pile on what Todd was saying. That's the whole thing. It's, it's you know, semi-jokingly saying about Apke, hey, you can play anywhere in that backfield. Well, same for Samuel, other side of the ball. Oh, sure. He can play out outside. He can play slot. He can line up in the backfield. So basically, he can play opposite McLaurin. He could play in McKissick's role. He could play in Humphrey's role. He yep. can do all of that. Yep. So when you put him out there, you have no idea what he's going to do. And that makes all the other guys I just mentioned, which, by the way, they are dynamic players in their own right, but that makes them even more dangerous. All of them, including McLaurin, which is probably the most Correct. important thing. Correct. Um, and, and I'm not – I'm with Jerry. I think you summarized it perfectly on Fitzpatrick. I'm not necessarily concerned or worried because he's a veteran. He knows what he's doing. But at the same time, can you just, like, complete a pass, like, correctly? He had like three guys open the other night. Just fucking missed him. Yeah. I mean, Jeremy told me fifty-five <laughs> times, "You're gonna get up. You're gonna you're gonna have games where you're gonna be happy with. You're gonna have games where you're not. Sometimes he's gonna look shitty. Sometimes he's gonna look great. But he's a gamer, right? How many times have we said that? And I say it, but then I get disappointed when I'm like, "Why can't you <laughs> just fucking complete? Why do you look that shitty sometimes? And sometimes you can do it. Sometimes you can't. Why can't you do it every time? You also get mad when Ovi goes like two games without scoring a goal. So. Well, it's because he looks all fat. And he doesn't care. All right, week one, August 28th. Nebraska, Illinois at one. Nice. Yeah. Connecticut and Fresno State. I think we could probably play for those teams. Uh, yeah. That's gross. Is Randy Etzel back at Connecticut? I think so. I think he is, right? Didn't he die? <laughs> um, I th- seriously, I thought, or maybe that's Jim Calhoun. It was Jim Calhoun. Did Jim Calhoun die? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, you guys, I wasn't being joking. I thought I thought Randy Russell died. Uh, Hawaii, UCLA at 3.30. I mean, nah. Okay. Hey, speaking of dying, uh, Colt Brennan. Not Colt. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Colt yeah. Brennan. Yeah. yeah. Colt died. Brennan. Yeah. Rest, Rest in peace, Rest in peace, man. dog. Yeah, dude. Uh, UTEP, New Mexico State on Flow F, which happens to be the same freaking thing that Good Counsel plays on. So, good job, UTEP, making it to where we play on. Play on Flow. And then Southern Utah, no, oh, yeah, Southern Utah and San Jose State. That's pretty bad. <laughs> the so after the bad Illinois bad. Uh, Nebraska game, it kind of takes a sharp turn downhill. Yes, you know, it's like yeah, yeah never mind. And UAB Jacksonville on September first. Then the Thursday night games. Wow, you got a lot of them on September second. Uh, September second, there's a bunch. Yeah. Temple Rutgers, Citadel Coastal Carolina, ranked number twenty. Two in the nation. That'll last about a week. That'll yeah. Well, no, because they don't fucking play oh, Citadel. Yeah, never mind. Appalachian State plays East Carolina. Go. Is your boy coach. still there? Oh yeah, he's still there. Nice. Tennessee Bowling Green. Eh, fuck him. Ah, oh, here we go. Friday, September third, Carolina Virginia Tech hamstring games. <laughs> uh, who are Where's that game? Is that in Blacksburg? It's in Blacksburg. Oh, well, shit. Six that place o- is going to be electric. Six o'clock on Friday. Gee, that, that, that place oh, is going to be rocking, dude. Are I, know, be I know you don't like Virginia Tech, but that's a cool-ass stadium. Oh, well, the way they come in, I'm envious. It's, it's so you know, awesome. It's like, I told you, it's like hitting Sidney Crosby. It's like hating Mike Krzyzewski. You hate them because they're fucking good. Cause right. You know, because they you know, Virginia Tech. That's well, open for tailgating at AM. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that coach isn't, doesn't win more there. 
Who's that, Fuente? Yeah. He was just a weird hire there, God in my damn, opinion. damn, you got the freaking Hampton Roads area, which is producing like Michael Vicks every year. I know yeah. it, man. All right, September 4th. Wisconsin, Penn State. Holy shit. I know. That's a hell of a start. That's a great game. Uh, who else? Maryland, West Virginia. <laughs> Cincinnati's preseason eight. I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it's the shittiest freaking stadium I've ever been in. That's a big shit stadium. Remember I told you that? I know. That's the stadium you uh... <laughs> I unloaded in. <laughs> it might still be backed up. Then. That's where I think I got roofied with through steak. It's weird. That's all the butter. Alabama, Miami. Yeah, that's not bad. That's a good one. Oh, I think Alabama's going to... Louisiana, Texas. I would bet my house on Louisiana because Texas always sucks in the first game. All right, real quick. Who's the head coach of Texas now? Uh, Sarkeesian. That's right. (laughs) He's such a dick. Did they make the campus dry? Oh, my God. How does that guy still get a job? Are you kidding me? Sarkeesian in freaking Austin? Dude. He's not going to be sober for one second. No. He'll be like, you go to the place, buddy. I want to see him and Holgerson in the same bar. <laughs> so, not a great opening weekend. I don't know. Wisconsin-Penn State's pretty that's fucking pretty, that's good. That's pretty solid. Yeah, there's one. But, you I, you know, you would think there'd be more. There'd I think there's games juice. on Sunday and Monday, actually. There's usually a big game on Sunday and then a huge game there on Sunday. There was always – there was. I sound like a, we sound like our parents, right? There was always – <laughs> remember, there was always like a Miami-Florida State game. Yeah. Right at the first, right at the Speaking opening. of Randy Etzel, and here's a great Maryland memory. The very first year he came to Maryland, um, it was Maryland, Miami, Labor Day night, eight o'clock, ESPN kickoff or ESPN, and first played, night of the Pride uniforms. Yeah, right? Pride uniforms. Place was fucking packed. We had such a good time. Tailgate was epic. Got like a big rain rainstorm mm-hmm. in, in in the first half. Maryland ended up winning like upset Miami, yeah. or something like that. They upset them, and it was it was freaking awesome. We're like, this have, is great. And then I think the rest of the season, where yeah. they win two games, yeah, it's going to be like yeah. this forever. Didn't yeah. they have Lamar Miller? On they that did, team? and we had Tory. I yep. think. Yep. This is. I have turned my friend Jeff into the most negative person I think in the history. <laughs> I mean, that's that guy, impressive because Jeff's he, a good dude, nice yeah, guy. He has. He never has good shit to say. No, but he used to be like the scouting report yes. guru. He'd be like, don't worry, Bootsy. We, but, we're going to be all but right. But now he is like, we're done. I don't, <laughs> even know, I don't even know where we're traveling, right? <laughs> I mean, here's my thing. Maryland is a bad football program. They have a terrible coaching staff, and they're not good in talent. What scares me is they usually play a really good first game. Mm-hmm. And... Who the fuck at W scheduled them the first game? You got to schedule them like in the middle. Once yeah. things start, once the once the freaking train comes off the tracks, right? Mm-hmm. And like after they lose to Penn State ninety five to nothing or whatever that, <laughs> you know, there's always one of those games, right? Where I get all excited and I'm like, yo, man, it might be different this year, and they get fucking destroyed. They just get rolled. Yeah. yeah, but that's what scares me. And I know I'm gonna get angry. I know I'm gonna be angry and fucking bitter. And I just, well, I'm gonna wait for next week when. I, I would like to see each team's respective depth charts. I just want to get an idea. I can tell you every player on West Virginia's because I look I look at that shit every day, right? I can tell you every fucking player they have. I could I mean their offensive line is better than it's been in five years. Their defensive line is really good. Mm-hmm. They have an outstanding running back, maybe the best in the Big Twelve. Okay, right? Quarterback is a bowl of shit, <laughs> right? Wide receivers look like Adonis's can't catch, right? All their DBs went to Georgia. Like, well, one of them went to freaking Georgia, and he got hurt. Karma. And then one of them went to, uh, where did that other go? Auburn. 
Arvin, okay. waiting for his injury report. <laughs> um, so they lost their two best defenders. Both one of them was an All American. He was really good. So, um, but they'll be decent, right? right? It's just their quarterback is so bad. And what they don't have is they don't have any top-end speed. Like mm-hmm. a corner, they have guys that have played, right. but they're not going to the NFL. And Maryland's got dudes that are good, mm-hmm. right? They got, you know, the kid from St. John's, and, and you know, they got, they got five stars. And little Tua is better than the West Virginia quarterback. So the way West Virginia has to win is they have to beat their ass up front. Yep. No, just you said pound them, just... pound them, pound them, right? And and just keep the ball out a little to his hands. He's going to make plays and try to keep it under 20. If you can keep Maryland under 20, you have a shot. Right. But I have a feeling Maryland's going to score 30 mm-hmm. because this fucking quarterback is going to – you know, he's going to see a pass rush. He's going to, here, just throw the ball up in the fucking air. <laughs> which is apparently like what... ball. Yeah. So, I mean, I have zero... And, you know, I have ze- it, It's kind of funny. It's like the the moderators on the West Virginia web web try to say, oh, Jared, Jared Doge or whatever. How are you? I don't even know how to Doge, Doge. Doge, right? Yeah. He's looking better. He's looking sharper. And, I mean, immediately when they say it, they're like, bullshit. <laughs> I've heard this shit. I've heard this shit for like three years, right? I mean, last year at the end of the year... He could not throw the ball for me to fucking Jeremy. <laughs> it was so bad. And I just, you can't unsee that. No, you're right. <clears throat> you're right. Week one, you, you unveil the curtain and you see what's really there. I get all that. What I'd like to see again is I want to see a game week, true roster from each team, too deep. I kind of want to look at it myself. I want to get a feel for it before I make any predictions. Right. I mean, you know. Like I said, the strength of West Virginia is their offensive line, which is, which was an extreme weakness two years ago. I mean, probably one of the worst in Division One football. They have rebuilt that mm-hmm. really quickly. Well, and without looking confident. at the rosters, I, I know a, a good bit of, of, of what Maryland has and what they don't have. And a good offensive line worries the shit out of me, and I think teams can run on Maryland. And that, I think that both works. lines are going to be, especially with depth. In a, in a game, you know, if what Jerry – says needs to happen for the win and they control the ball, I don't think Maryland can hang on for 35 to 40 minutes on defense. I mean, period. West Virginia needs to get up there, gain five yards, look to the sideline. That clock needs to start, right? Get four yep. yards, get five yards, maybe get a little wide receiver screen in there. Uh-huh. Hope he can ah, not, bubble screen. <laughs> hope he can not fuck it up, right? Right. And just sort of sustain drives. And, and and wear them down and win by seven or ten. And see, those are the teams in the Big Ten that tend to dominate Maryland. But they don't do that as well as those teams in the Big Ten. Got it. Right? Every once in a while, the way you beat West Virginia is, where, is you went on first down and get off script. Mm-hmm. And then now you're making that quarterback do his second and eights and third and eights. And that's when you get him. Got it. Right? Because okay. he'll, he'll either hold on to the ball and get a sack, um, or he'll, he'll throw some weak-ass fucking – ball that's picked off and taken back for 40 yards gotcha um it's inevitable it happens every freaking game Mm -hmm. so they'll you know they'll be playing texas strong they'll be playing texas tech or or oklahoma state strong and then there's always a freaking moment where that guy fucks up (laughs) right and there's a turnover and then if shit falls off the rails gotcha um, I don't know. I mean, I I like I like their coach. He's not dynamic. I he overrates his own 
offensive abilities. Neil Brown, right? Neil Brown. Yeah. And that was what they said. The guys at Troy said, look, he's gonna he's gonna drive you crazy on offense. Good guy. Knows mm-hmm. how to build a program, right? right? But he drive you crazy on offense. And he's like a, I said, if we like were straight error Gennaro. He's like straight error Gennaro. <laughs> Run the ball. Right. Punt team. Yeah. <laughs> um but if we played Maryland in the fourth game, I would feel a lot better right. than if we play them in the first game. Yeah, And your point about Maryland is well taken there. And there are a lot of people on the West Virginia board that feel the same exact way. It's I'm not sure like, they do. It's not like this is... Well, I mean, look, Maryland has had a track record here in recent memory. Beat of, Texas. Uh, Twice. Absolutely. Everybody sees that. You know, and... Um, you know, and when you when it's early in the season and you have talent, you have a chance. Absolutely. Everybody's healthy. That's right. And... Your one comment about the lack of speed on West Virginia does give me reason for optimism yep. as a Maryland fan because, you know, those boys can fly, man. They got they got speed at almost every position. Yeah. And and as worried as I am defensively in that front seven in terms of getting pushed around, they do have speed. Yep. You know, so you know we'll see. You know we'll see. Again, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait until yeah. next week. I'm gonna do my scouting report. I'm what is the gonna, line? I have not I seen it. Seen I, I don't. I don't know that it's come out yet. To be honest with you, uh, I would guess West Virginia minus five or six, but I'm not sure at all. It's a complete guess. I'd be pushing closer to double digits. Are you? Yeah. Not, I mean, if it was in, in Black, or Blacksburg, if it was Morgantown, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, like I said, this is this this this. There probably is a line. I just haven't seen it. This niceness uh, is going to end because you know next week I'm going to be in the mindset like, holy fucking shit! If we can't beat Maryland, how are we going to win a game? <laughs> But um, you won't. Yeah, if you if you lose to Maryland, you're going to lose out. I don't even know what this means. Plus one forty. I don't even know what that. Well, that's the money line yeah. for who? Maryland or West Virginia? Uh, it doesn't say. <laughs> okay, so this is what happens. Oh, West Virginia game information according to ESPN line: West Virginia minus three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's probably four or five points, West Virginia. Well, no, minus three is minus three. I was, saying, I was thinking five or six, but I'll, I'll take West Virginia minus three. That's not bad. That basically means they think West Virginia's a touchdown better, but three points for being at Maryland. So. Correct. Correct. Um, okay. Well, we shall see. Um, next week, I think, it will be a good, honest to God, um, you know, preview of the college landscape. And, you know, we'll, uh, we'll see what the Terps look like. And, uh, hey, Mitch, if you're listening, get your ass on here next week. I want to hear ah, from you. Yes. Yeah. All right, so here, here, here's, what, here's what I'm saying, right? This is what drives me fucking crazy. On the flip side, West Virginia returns a ton of starters on offense, including quarterback Jared Dojehi and Letty Brown. Doge, I don't, how do you, I don't even know how to fucking yeah. say it. I, I, was Doge. Like, I thought her Deggy somewhere. Deggy, that's, that's what yeah. they yeah, Deggy has played average at best. But the WVU coaching staff has been pleased with the work he has put in this all season, <laughs> and believe he has taken his game up a level or two. Go fuck yourself. He's still the shittiest quarterback we've had. Well, maybe he'll be great and he'll sprain his ankle. I mean, ankle how many play. times can he? he Dude, if he throws for three hundred and four touchdowns, just shut the fuck up the rest of the year. <laughs> if on he this does, po- I will. Ta- I will take a fucking shot. I will take a shot. He might throw for two touchdowns and two picks. That's the best he will do. Well. I'm hoping for four picks, but yeah, we'll see. All right, onward and upward. Let's go up a level, and let's talk about our Washington football team and the Baltimore Ravens. And uh, They play this week. Yep. They do. They do. Last preseason game is at, uh, at M&T? Um, no, it's in, in FedEx. Six, six o'clock on a Saturday. There will be tens of people. <laughs> 
dozens, dozens of <laughs> dozens of burgundy and gold and uh, purple and black fans in the stands. I'm sure. Yeah, all the guys um, that can't afford tickets of the regular sure. season. This is the oh game man, they give to. that shit away. Yeah. Um, I, I again, I don't think we're going to see much from the Ravens, especially offensively. Um, they'll probably zip up and down the field for for a score and then pull everybody out. Uh, no use playing Lamar very much. Well, and Lamar, Lamar won't play. No, he won't. He hasn't he, he's played. Not play at he all. I don't think he's going to no. play. And there, I mean, now again, there's been no Lamar, but I'm pretty sure their first team, if you want to call it that, offense might have like six points total mm-hmm. in the two games. And uh, you know, obviously, those are field goals. Um, and I shouldn't say obviously, but they are field the goals. The difference with them is they have a track record of playoff vic- playoff appearances. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, they're oh, yeah, a playoff yeah, 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 yeah. team. I'm no. just you know, I'm just saying, I you know, they're for different reasons. Their first team offense has been just as anemic. Right. Let's put it that way. Right. Understood. Understood. But their defense, I mean, it was they turned New Orleans over six times, you know, week one. Dude, you know, Patrick whatever. Queen is a beast. Oh, he's every he's time so I, yeah. good. Every time I fucking see him, he's always so good. Yep. And he's yet another one of those guys, like we talk about every year in the draft, that the Ravens just, yeah. they, they could be 28th in the first round. You're like, oh, and a guy falls to him. A guy like, just falls to him. You know? Yeah. yeah. Ends up being I'm a like, pro hey, bowler. man, we should take Patrick <laughs> Queen. Let's get you next. Oh, shit. <laughs> Why is nobody take? Oh yeah, Baltimore's there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He should have got eighteen. He goes twenty-eight, and he's going to be like you say a Pro Bowler. So in other words, this game this weekend is just going to be unwatchable in terms. Yeah. Of, you know. Apparently, Jamin Davis's first game was dreadful, but his second game was much better. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's we we have you can't be enamored by the athleticism. We have to be reminded that he has barely played. Even right. in well, even in college, he's barely mm-hmm. played. Just like with anything else, you know, again, the, he's not getting that many snaps. He probably has, you know, 25 or 30 and so far this in the preseason. Right. And it, and, it, and also everything again on defense is so vanilla. I think where you're going to see him flash is when you've got a five or six man rush and he's back there and is, you know, Covers the back, it comes out of the backfield or the tight end. And I was going to say, stands yeah, right just, there and picks it off. Well, he's not Knocks playing. Down somebody up. You know, he's yeah. not playing Mike, so he's playing one of the one of the edge linebackers. Exactly. Right. So, yep. which is which is easier? Well, it is because you, you get some to, space and you don't yep. have to see as much. Right. I mean, when you see when you're at Mike, man, you're just everything's crossing in front yep. of you. And, yep. You know, so um, and hopefully they simplify things for him, mm-hmm. and then the game at some point is going to slow down. But it's going to be a rough start. I think everybody who has expectations that he's going to come in and be rookie of the year. Which is what I sort of did um, when I first saw his first game. I said, oh, fuck, dude, he's got a long way to go. Mm-hmm. Just because he hasn't seen it before. Yeah, I mean, sure. He's a live bullets sure. and he's played eight games like total where he's been like a starter. And, and, and therein lies the rub. Like, what is his learning curve going to be? You know, is he going to get just overwhelmed by right. the speed and, and the complexity in the first two weeks? I, or is he going to embrace it because he's so damn athletic? I, don't I know. assume offensive coordinators are going to target him with, with complex looks. And I would think so, too. Yeah. Well, again, that's where to me, again, you know, I don't know the defensive side of the ball that well. I don't know either, either side of the ball that well, but um, <laughs> you know, they'll they'll say, you know they'll protect him a little bit. Yeah, you know, make sure, sure. on his side that's where the blitz is coming from, give or a, not. Yeah, whatever or makes give him easier. a job, yeah. give him one job to do, and yes, you know, don't make him, don't give him like three keys to do. If they show this, do this. No, that's too much for him, yeah. right? Because he, I mean, like I said, the dude's got some athleticism, but he's thinking. Mm-hmm. And you can always see when he's thinking when he looks slow because he ain't slow. Right. So it's always it's all yeah. mental. So it's reaction For, time. Yeah. Trying to, yeah. Against New England, he looked lost. I I was unimpressed. Uh, but the second game I watched, this two were, you know, the series that I paid attention to him, um, he looked a lot crisper, mm-hmm. which was good. That is good. That's good coaching. A good, that's a 
coachable player. Well, that's what you want the trajectory to be. You know, you want him to look more comfortable each series that he's out there. And yeah, I mean, they're, look, they're vanilla. You know who's who's been a pleasant surprise so far. Knock on wood is Landon Collins. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, actually he seems yep. to be back. He yep. seems to be healthy. He seems to be in good state of mind. Agreed. Um, seems to be pleased, which is good. You know, those DBs can be divas. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's been the the biggest pleasant surprise. Of, I mean, you know what you get in the front four. You just don't want to get them injured. Exactly. Right? I mean, I wouldn't even. Yep. Well, I mean, here's the thing. You got to play them because you have a week off, right? You don't want to go two weeks without playing. I, and that's where I'm at. Like, it's, it, this is a dicey one. I, it would not shock me if the offense is stale on the first two or three series if they don't play well into the second quarter just to get a sustained drive under their belt. I know? would be very concerned about Curtis Samuel if they didn't know him. Right. I mean, he's played in this specific <clears throat> offense, even though he hasn't played with. I mean, there's always risks, right? It's going to take course. four weeks to get in in sync with, you know, with Fitzpatrick and where he likes the ball and where where you know when he's expecting the ball, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But route running and picking up the offense, Samuel knows yeah. it better than anybody. Yeah, and if you believe what they say, and you probably never should, <laughs> but I mean, you know, <laughs> at, this, at this point, the only reason he's not full go is because his conditioning's not up yet. Yeah. You know, and he's got basically three weeks from now, three weeks from yesterday to get ready. Right. So that's all. We, that's all we care about with him. Yeah, I just want him as healthy as he can be week one. I'm yeah, with you, man. That, that, that's my wish. Um, but I, unless he goes tomorrow, like in a full practice, he ain't playing in a, on Saturday. No, I don't think he's going to play Saturday. Right. I, I would. I don't. I don't see a huge benefit in him playing Saturday. To be honest, just getting reps. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he's a rookie, but. No, but I, I think a vet like that can get reps and timing with Fitzpatrick in two good weeks of yeah. practice. For the dumbass fans, me included, I think it'd be nice to see him out there just so you have a little bit of confidence. But um, that's about it. I don't think I, I. I honestly don't think that the offense is going to look that much better than it has. I don't, I think, think, so. I don't just, think so either. They're just trying to get through this, mm-hmm. you know. Because I still think yeah. this offense. What we're you're hoping for when the season starts is, okay, you have a couple bad drives. So what? Defense is going to pick you up easily on those first two drives. So if you can move the ball a little bit and then score even three points somewhere in those first three drives on a normal Sunday, you're going to be up three nothing probably with the ball, and then maybe you can you'll get something. And they haven't even been in the game for three series right. yet, so we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's it's you know we're not expecting a 30, 30 point team here. We're expecting hopefully twenty four twenty five. I want a compliment, a compliment, a unit that complements the defense. Right. Yeah. And that just doesn't rely on the defense to get six yeah. consecutive three and outs so you can get one fucking right. field goal. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to see a, yet another season of 17 to six at half and we have like four first downs. And a bunch of fucking check downs from your quarterback. Right. You, you know? know? But I'd, I mean, like kind of, see, yeah. I'd like to see 14 points at halftime, 17 you would. points. Yeah. But that's the kind of thing. Fitzpatrick hasn't even played two quarters. He's got over 150 yards. Yeah. So, I mean, again, if he has that in two quarters, most of the time you're going to be okay. Right. I so, get you. You know, yeah. it's not yeah, – right. That, that's a good way to look at it, Jeff. My expectations are unreasonable, but they're still my expectations. Well, I, st- I, I fully expect Washington to be a middling team. By middling, I mean right around 500. And whatever that division ends up as, it ends up as, right. you know. Um, Philly well, does not look very good. No, um, no, the Giants okay. are going to be very similar to Washington, in my opinion. Right. And, I mean, Dallas has the talent, but their Dak, defense sucks. <laughs> they seem to be so Dak is on schedule to start, which is pretty freaking concerning because that's one hit away. And, and he's one freaking hit away. He's one hit away, and that's, a, that's an aggressive timeline, too, for him to start week one. You know, so I, you know, good counsel scrimmaged Calvert Hall and 
you know, we went up and we JV scrimmage, but then the varsity scrimmage. And so I was sitting with the coaches and they never once mentioned Calvert Hall. When they when they go in meetings and they and with the team with the varsity players and they're watching film, it's the first game. They didn't the defense didn't even know how Calvert Hall lined up. That shows you how much they didn't care about the game. Got it. So we're gonna run base stuff. Mm-hmm. If they go out and spread, go into this base defense. You know, if they get in tight, run this base defense and just go play. Nobody get injured. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and it, I assume right. the preseason's the same way. Probably. Who are we playing? Okay. Uh, all right. Let's just run our. Doesn't shit. matter. Yeah. Let's right. run our we shit. Care. We'll get a bunch right. of dudes in and out. And Here's so, the basic packages that we're going to just rotate which through. Which explains why everything looks so vanilla. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, you, it's funny when you hear around the league, like some of the, the, the preseason guys that are lighting it up, you know, and they're saying Zach Wilson looks really good and uh, Trey Lance looks really good. And, and most of the pundits are like, yeah, it's, it's preseason. Guys. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, I'm, wait till you wait till they start scheming and game sure. planning. I get, I yeah, get wait till a guy like Chase Young is actually coming off the edge with speed. But here's the thing. Well, Haskins looked good. Let's put what it that about way. what about the guys that don't look great <laughs> against this shit? That's the concerning. That part. is the concerning part, right? If you come yeah. out and go like Kyle Allen did, like eight for nine, eight for twenty, <laughs> right? And he had ninety yards. And I mean, Heineke, fu- baby, Heineke's Heineke's your backup. I think so too. Uh, I don't think there's any question. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good for him, man. I mean, he came from nowhere. Hell yeah. No, I, I I like that that guy has a roster spot and you know yeah. could even he, he might play. I'd know? like to see Gibson get some get just get some work, make some flash plays mm-hmm. like a fifteen yard gain here or there, you know maybe catch a swing pass or something. Get get find some work for him and get him out. Yep. I don't know if they will. Mm-hmm. So who knows? I mean, like he, Jeremy said, it would be cool to see him get six to eight touches in the first couple series, get him into a rhythm, well, and then just. Yank him out. You know, for what you have seen, I think one thing that I I like, and it's nothing against McKissick, but if he has 80 catches again, I I don't think we're in very good shape. Um, That's why people are like pumping up Logan Thomas, getting all these catches. I was like, I think he needs to have less. He was just a a check down. I want to see more balls go downfield. Yeah. You'd like like Thomas's numbers to be more yards per catch up. He had what, 72. (laughs) I think if he gets 60, I'm going to be just as happy because his yards per catch will go up. And what I was saying about McKissick was I think Gibson is getting to get some of those. Those um, what's targets? I really do, and I hope they're more like um, uh, planned little little swing pass yeah. out of the backfield versus the check down. Yeah, your extended handoff you know. or Bruce, so, Bruce Perry. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, a, yeah. I'm really excited about Jared Patterson, mm-hmm. right? But we all have to remember that he's getting the carries that nobody else wants. Correct. Well, right? and he's so tiny. And I mean, he's so tiny. But but look, I mean, he, you know, he's a fire plug. He is right. Man. He no. is exciting. He's, he's got explosive. quick twitch. He's yep. explosive. Right, but he's getting the carries because they don't want him to give it to anybody else. That does not mean he's. They're looking at him to be starters reps. No, oh, no, I, no, no. I not like at him. All. He will make the team, but I think he may be your second. You know, like do you think he makes back. the team over McKissick or no? Watch, I don't. No, uh, but Peyton Barber possibly. Yes. But yeah. I think I think they keep four running backs. But I think if it's only three, yeah, I think he makes it over Barber. But See, I think they'll keep here's four. what Peyton Barber can do. Run one yard into the end zone. Run it one yard to the fucking end zone. You're right. And about that's that. a skill set. It is. You're right about that. Right? Yep. Gerald Riggs. Mm-hmm. Remember how many yep. touchdowns he had? Yep. And he had like 100 yards total. Yep. But you need that dude who can pile it in. And I don't know if we'll, if Patterson can do that. With no fullback, I mean, I, I don't think you're, I don't think you can, you don't need to only have three. I think you can have four. No, I, I don't no, know, You make you know, a good point. So, and yeah. and I, I, it would be Barber, McKissick, or your veterans, and then you got Gibson and Patterson, or your. Yeah. I mean, I hope he does. I, I, it's a great story, man. Local kid. Sure. Plays hard. 
Everybody I, seems to like him. Could not agree more. You know? Yeah. All right, so let's wrap it up today and uh, you know, kind of wrap up where we were last time with our Washington Capitals. Um, they got Sam Sonoff uh, under contract, and the roster is well, which is what you guys at the at the rate you thought it would be pretty much yeah. dead on. I yeah. I was hoping for two years, but as long as it's two million, I don't care. Yeah, well, I, I'm with you. It would have been nice for two, but now uh, it, the pressure's on. Yeah, I think yeah, that's the sacrifice you know. from the club side. Is you got him for two, we only got him for one year. Yep. So. And he's I, betting on himself a little yeah, bit. Yeah, absolutely. Why wouldn't you? Well, Except if you run off the road within your ATV with no helmet on, <laughs> yeah. break your back. Yeah, we will see what uh, you know what he's got in store. But I mean, this is a huge year for him. Huge year. So really, we're just bringing the fucking band back together. Pretty much. Yep. The band that can't get out of the first round. Yep. All right. Most part. This is about as pessimistic as the band in about five in the last five. Because usually I'm going in like this is all I got. Right. I got the caps, but I'm not really sure I got the caps. The only reason I'm not poo-pooing it is, well, there's a couple of reasons. Number one, last year was so fucking weird. Last year and a half in hockey especially was so bizarre with how they, all the restrictions, the way they realigned divisions and like everything. It was just, it was crazy. This is a veteran group. And a little normalcy, they are going to embrace way better than a team with a lot of mishmash parts. It's too much of a veteran group. And, and it might be. You might be right about that. But I think that your X factors are Samsonov and Vanacek. You got two young goalies. Hopefully both stay healthy and you can, you know, you can platoon those guys. And Samsonov establishes himself as the number one. And if his upside is what they think it is, that could be very exciting. And the other thing is you've got guys like Mantha and Oshi and hopefully Kuzi, who I think have big numbers on the horizons if it all lines for them. Right. And if those three guys are putting up a lot of points, this team's going to be pretty pretty good. Yeah, I think one of the interesting things is going to be on defense with, I mean, you know, I've been poo-pooing the idea of Kempney coming back. But, I mean, the bits and pieces you hear and see, it looks like he might be ready. I know. And if he actually is... That's actually a huge boost. That's a but huge I'd rather play, well, um, play the fucking young bucks. Well, dude. I've been saying, you know, Farivari or Alexiev are the guys I want to see up, but also well, those two cheaper guys for sure. else. Yeah. But it's just like, I mean, you got your seven already before those two guys if Kempney's healthy yep, with Irwin, right. you know. And I, I, to me, I, I'm assuming they're going to try to get Irwin. It's Irwin, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, through waivers so that he can go up and down as needed. Yep. And now, because guys like Farivari, Alexiev, McMichael, uh, you know, Protoss is up, I think, in uh-huh. Hershey this year. Yep. There might be a name I'm missing. Of the, that those They're all waiver exempt. So they, they right. can come up and down at will and don't have to yep. worry about them, you know. And that that might be something they end up doing because they only have, what, six sixty right now under the cap. Mm-hmm. Now, if they can start banking that for a few weeks, that gets you up to one of those minimum guys you can bring in for a couple days at a time. So, yep, exactly. Um, having that free, having a handful of those guys, like you just mentioned, that have some talent and having that free pass up and up and down and back and forth is invaluable. Exactly. You yeah. know, that really allows you to, to play around with that roster. I, and, you know, go ahead, Drew. I just think that I, I would have liked to see them trade Kuznetsov because I think you, you, you know what you have. He, it's fool's goal to think you're going to get anything different than you have. Right, that's just him, dude. I, I I could not agree with you more. And I said it sitting here. I was like, before the expansion draft, I said, I hope we either expose him, or if we don't move him, we move him after the expansion draft and get some assets in return. And maybe they tried. Maybe they tried, maybe. And, and everybody was sort of like me, like, yeah, well, you know, he's good. But then you got to deal with a lot of baggage. He doesn't really seem to give a lot of effort. 
And so you're getting like a 50-50 player that when he wants to play, he's decent, but when he doesn't want to play, he's a bullshit. Dude, he's Lucy and Charlie Brown. Right. You know? It's like, this time I'll hold the ball, Charlie. Don't worry. Because yeah. he's like, this time I'll put up my 65. I mean, he's <laughs> the guy you love to hang out with because he's super freaking cool. Oh, yeah. Right? He's a funny. He, he's, you know, funny. Talented. But when he don't feel like fucking playing, he don't play. Yep. And that's more times than not. Well, and that's sort of to Todd's point about how strange last season was. I mean, I realize it wasn't the quick bubble they had two years ago, but, you know, last season was rough on these guys. If you listen to some interviews with Leonard and stuff like that, you really hear about it. And so you, you just wonder if maybe, you know, a guy like that probably hated having to play with all the restrictions. Now, he couldn't do anything after the games, and I'm not even talking about the Coke and stuff like that. I'm just <laughs> talking about just going and have fun. That's the kind of guy he is. So maybe on a, in a more normal season, he's more normal. I'm also going to see what happens with Tarasenko with St. Louis because – I know. I mean, I think, you know, where it's more like the fans were hope, thinking Kuzi might go. Well, Tarasenko, I think, wants to go. He mm-hmm. doesn't want to be there. Yeah. And so those are two guys that, to me, are in very similar positions. Yep. You know, ultra-high-end talent. And they either their team doesn't want them, or they don't want them, or at least the fan base doesn't want them. A lot of them in Kuznetsov case. I really think that the team has has been reading the Kuznetsov situation and saying, if we get this guy's mind right, he will be our seventy five point guy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's but you no. can't get his mind right. That's like a that's well, like a well we if if I could lose those fifty pounds, but I keep gaining weight, mm-hmm. right? It's like the, you, you're. You're banking on the best case scenario instead of reality. And reality is, is that he hit his peak in the playoffs when we won the cup. It was amazing. And he lost it. And something happened where he just, he did not continue to grow. And that's where I think a guy like LaViolette probably had a lot of say in the offseason. Because again, he likes high-end talent and he likes to consider himself like a, a, a little bit of uh, like the talent whisperer. Right. Where he's like, give me talent and I'll, I'll shape them up. I'll get yeah. them to play my style. I'll get them to get their points and, and let them shine. And I really think last year, again, he just looks so disgruntled on the bench just with everything. Right. I just think you, know? you guys are pointing to all these external factors of why the Caps can't make it out of the first round. And I'm sort of at the point where it's, they're just not good. They're just not good enough. Whatever reason is they can they're, – they're a good regular season team, right? They get in a rhythm and they know how to win games. And But in the playoffs, when, when the knives get sharpened, they're not good enough. Well, and th- th- this is the same criticism we had of them right up until they made their cup run. Right, but at least that was the second round. We can't even get out of the first round. Okay, the- my point is for decades on end, they were the epic collapse team. You know, true. losing big playoff series. I mean, had the most three-one playoff. But we're not collapsing. They now. lost. You know, we're down three-one. You know, I guess my point is, it's easy to sit here and say, well, they can't get out of the first round because they haven't. Okay, they haven't. But the next season gives you another opportunity, and if they feel that that core can get over the hump with a few little other external factors in play, that's what they're riding with. I'm not saying they're right or wrong, or maybe because- they're riding with we got we can't we we just signed Ovechkin. Mm-hmm. We have some big names. The fans will come out, and so let's just keep riding it as long as we and, can. And that is something that is not it, it's not a huge huge factor, but it's also not dismissive. Is having fans in the building before you got here? We talked about it. Look at the stark difference between Montreal 
having 3,500 fans and everybody on pins and needles and masked up. And then down in Tampa, 19,500 19, is a fucking party, dude. Yeah. They had a block party right outside. I mean, what an advantage that is. God, I love, I'm, I'm starting to love Tampa. <laughs> Tampa's awesome. Those dudes were fucking badass, man. Those guys party too, man. Yeah. Love them. They're so much more likable than Carolina. What a bunch of fuck faces those guys are. They really are. <laughs> it's a shame because Brenda Moore's a bad motherfucker. Yeah, he's the man. But you just know? like the players are douches. Oh, they're the so fan, douchey. The fans yeah. are fucking NC State. Like, Oh, yeah. Everybody's got neck tattoos and no jobs <laughs> and opioids. Well, the fact that they play at the NC State arena is just yeah. like so so non-NHL for me. But yeah, whatever. Right. So. So I know you're down on the Caps. I know you're down in West Virginia. I know you're down on Washington football. <laughs> you're probably down I'm, on the Ravens. I'm not. I'm not down on Washington. I just. I'm not. Ex- I'm not optimistic. I just want to be optimistic. Right. I, w- I wanted to become in and say, you "Holy fucking shit!" I think you want some reasons for optimism. Holy shit! Did you see that shit? What is this thing called offensive football? Mm-hmm. Right. Pleasantly surprised. Fitzpatrick's lighting shit up. Lighting hey man, his beer just, on fire. Hey, beard on fire. And two two weeks for Scott Turner to scheme up. Let's see what he comes up yeah. with. We'll see, man. We'll see, man. I hate to be a Debbie Downer, right? But uh, hey, if they if if West Virginia loses, I can say I fucking called it. And if they win, I could be pleasantly surprised, and you guys can get pissed. <laughs> but I honestly, genuinely believe West Virginia's in trouble. Well, I can assure you, I'm not going to get pissed either way. <laughs> yes, you will. Well, I will on, not. on the yes, bright side for that game, one of us, one of our teams is going to win. So at least somebody's going to be happy. Are you guys going to go with Mitch? Well, God, I mean, bl- God bless you. Well, It'll mean, probably be like you two and like 16 other people. Well, I mean, we have a couple our, students. I mean, he has his own, you know, Todd has his own seat, so yeah. we'll be in our, our spot. I mean, are That's you going to ta- drive and tailgate? And Yeah, yeah. Like, no, we'll drive. We'll, we'll park in our spots, but we'll probably go up and tailgate with Mitch and crew. God bless you. Hey, man, it'll be a good time. It'll be a good time. What, um, about, what about close talk? Is he going to be there? Oh, you know it. <laughs> you know it, dude. He's gonna be all fired up, dude. Ever since he he'll fuck- be asking for you, I will tell him when we get there that you're not coming, and then he'll ask me every five minutes where you are. Ever since, <laughs> why isn't Boots here, mother? Ever since he he was in our grill about Lundquist, fucking guy had a heart attack, and now he's retired. Now he's retired. Way to go! He Way almost, to go! Close talk. He, he almost killed Lundquist. Basically, he did. what happened? Yep. Yep. He killed all the mojo with Lundquist. That's for sure. <laughs> that was an uncomfortable fucking night. <laughs> Godspeed, King. Longquist, right off into the sunset, my man. Yeah, and stay retired, dude. Don't be a Brett Favre. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. All right, anything else on the week? I think it was a pretty good good pod. Yeah, I think we're good to go, and I I am looking forward to actually doing a college – like preview next week. Yeah, next year, next week we're picking college games. Yep, week next one. week we're pitching, picking good. college games. We're talking about Maryland, West Virginia, and I'm going to go ahead and do my Maryland season prediction yeah. next week. As and well. you do, you, you guys get the Maryland depth chart breakdown. Yep, and I'll do the West Virginia one. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Till next week, wings, beers, and tears. Get your vaccines. Let's be safe. Let's get back to live sports. Later. Cheers. Cheers.